Hello world, it's Charmaine Campbell and I am back with Your Life Has Possibilities. I'm super excited. I have Dr. Shandrita Boykins in the house, better known as the Creditologist. Yes, we are about to talk about all things credit. So guess what? If you don't have your notebook and your pen or pencil, whatever you're using or your notes, um, app on your cell phone, I suggest you go and grab those items because she's about to drop some straight jewels on us. Tickle your ears for your listening pleasures. So, Dr. Boykins, yes, welcome to Your Life Has Possibilities. It is such a pleasure for all of Charmaine's visitors. Me and Charmaine go back to 1991. Yes! So, we have been acquainted a very long time. Thank you for um, inviting me to the show. It's definitely a pleasure and an honor to be here. Thank so, you so much. For sure. When I saw you on Facebook, I said, oh no. I have to get her on here. You know, a lot of us have our credit so jacked up and you want to do things that you can't because of your credit. Absolutely. And so before we start, I do want to tell a funny story. Oh, so she brought it up. We have known each other for quite some time. I'll never forget one summer during Young Scholars. That's how far we go back. We were both in the Young Scholars program. You remember when Bone Thugs and Harmony Absolutely. first came out? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so she's from the land. And I'll never forget when Bone first came out. We were at the skating ring. And no one from Cleveland would dance. You remember this? I remember. And you guys said, we were like, why weren't you dancing? They're playing all the good music. Nah, they ain't playing Bone. <laughs> <laughs> Soon the DJ played Bone. It was on. Honey. Everybody from Cleveland came yes. out, and you were the ring leader. <laughs> Hilarious. So she's been a leader since I've known her. So I love it. So, um, Dr. Boykins, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Your company, your background. 100%. So, I've been in financial services for 22 years mainly on the retail banking side. I've held every title in the banking center all the way up to vice president. Um, I've been a teller, I've been a business banker, I've been a financial advisor, um, I've been a banker, um, I've been everything. Assistant branch manager, branch manager, vice president, all of that. Um, and then the Lord actually released me from that um, in 2020, I'm sorry, 2018. I just couldn't do it anymore. Call my husband, full-blown tears, and I just said, I feel like God has something greater for me to do. And this particular financial institution, I can't minister to the people that I need to reach. And so we prayed and he said, babe, I'll hold you down until we figure it out. Um, I put in my two weeks notice after being in the company for seven years and after being at that particular branch for seven months. Wow. And so God said, it's double perfection. You've completed it. I release you. And so I put my two weeks in. Um, I ran my own company that I was running part-time. I started doing full-time, which is called the Credit Connoisseur. Um, it's nine years old. That's my baby. Um, and, and because I study credit the way that I do, that's why I call myself Dr. Boykins, the creditologist, because that's my discipline. Mm -hmm. um, I study that like you study for your master's or like PhD study for their doctorates. Um, and so over the course of these last nine years um, of being the uh, credit connoisseur, the creditologist, um, I have helped thousands of people wow. go from having less than perfect credit or basement credit is what I call it. Credit scores as low as 352, 492. Um, the highest you can go is 850 mm -hmm. and helping them become uh, homeowners, new car owners. Um, 
have savings in the bank. So it's not just about the credit, but it's about your entire financial picture. Yes. Um, and then I'm also the director of the Women's Business Center at ECDI. So I focus on three C's, which is access to capital. So I put the money in the street for small business owners that have less than perfect credit. Um, we give them uh, coaching mm -hmm. so that they understand that they don't just have a gift and they're just talented. They need to understand the business of business. And then we make sure that they have the right connections as well, which means they're connected to the right resource partners. So y'all hear that? This is who you need to be contacting. <laughs> All of you trying to start these COVID businesses, <laughs> this is the person you need to contact. So when we talk about credit, what's the number one mistake people make with their credit? Um, I would say, girl, it's so many, but I would say um, not really knowing the numbers, mm -hmm. not knowing what they mean, um, and not knowing what makes up your credit score. Mm -hmm. So ignorance um, and lack of discipline are the two biggest mistakes. And those two things, when you think about it, I always tell people credit and money have nothing to do with credit and money. They all have to do with the lack of information mm -hmm. and with ignorance, the yeah. lack of knowledge. Yeah. Well, there's a quote that for the lack of knowledge, we perish. Yeah. Yes. And perish, if you dig into that word, it means report. It doesn't yes. mean we die. You know, right. if you perish, that means something dies off. Mm -hmm. When you dig into the root of that word in the scripture, it means report for lack of knowledge. Now right. we die because we lack knowledge. And there's so many people in the African-American community who are poor because of the lack of knowledge Bingo. based off of credit. So yeah. you hit that right based there. Based off of trust gap. So all of the gaps perpetuate one another and it stems off of our lack of knowledge. Wow. So how important is it to have good credit and is it better to have money in the bank or good credit? So I always say this, it's not about how much money you have, it's about how much money you have access to. Mm. So credit is 100% king. Um, we're going to a cashless society anyway. They run out of coins. They're saying all of this stuff. I'm like, how do you run out of coins? What, what, are, what is somebody doing? Blowing them up, burying them, setting them. How do you right. run out of coins? But that's that's the that's the fulfilling of the scripture one. Um, but we're definitely going to a cashless society, so it's going to be about the money that we have access to, and having pristine credit. Let me tell you how important it is, Charmaine. You and I can live directly next to each other. Mm -hmm. Our houses are built the exact same, same square footage, same blueprint, same everything. But if you have bad credit and I have good credit, your utility bills are gonna cost more than mine mm -hmm. because they're gonna base how much they charge you per BTU and kilowattage on your credit score. Wow. So when they get your uh, social security number, when you're signing up for your utilities, it's not just to put it on your credit if you don't pay, it's to determine how much you're going to pay. I never knew that. Many people don't. Out there, how many of you knew that your utilities Payment was based off of your credit yeah. score. Your car insurance. When they say we're going to send this to underwriting, that's a lending term. That means they're, if they their their determination is if this person has poor credit, they're more risky. Wow. If they have poor credit, they're likely to get in a car accident. It's crazy. So your credit is your character. It speaks of your character. So even um, temporary jobs, mm -hmm. fast food jobs, they're checking your credit. 
because they're saying there's a billion dollars lost every year internally to internal theft within companies. Wow. So McDonald's is saying, if you want to come over here and flip my hamburgers, I need to check your credit because there's a possibility you may be selling my hamburger patties out the back door because you have bad character. Stop it. 100%. Well, so I hear there was a scandal with the reporting companies. <laughs> I don't know if this is rumor, but I want to ask you, the three reporting agencies in this year, they have items on your credit. So they're saying this is the time to get everything removed because of the false reporting. Can you speak to this or is, it, or is this just rumor? I'm so glad you asked this question, Charmaine, because those <laughs> posts give me the heebie-jeebies. First of all, let's understand this. The very nature of credit reports are illegal. Oh, wow. The very nature of them. So as a result of that, the three big, the big three credit reporting agents are always under fire. That particular post, and I know which one you're talking about, probably came out in about 2012. Wow. Or before. So it's, it's probably between eight and 10 um, years old. But the truth of the reality is credit reporting agencies are always under fire because they're illegal to exist anyway. And they're always doing illegal practices. Wow. So they're always under uh, under fire. They always have a class action lawsuit. There's always something because the very nature of credit reporting agencies is, is illegal and to a degree unethical. What? 100%. There are some pieces. So if you print out the Fair Credit Reporting Act, it's about 210 pages long. Mm -hmm. So there are some parts in there that make sense that are legal. But the very nature of how credit reporting agencies operate like buying and selling your information and becoming mm -hmm. a billion dollar industry is illegal wow so that goes into my next question i'm, I'm just going to skip into the next question <laughs> should you subscribe to companies like freddie freecreditreport.com or experion so yes so i um i recommend you do some type of credit monitoring and typically it's best through myfico.com because those are your FICO scores. A lot of people like pull their their scores or whatever from Credit Karma. Mm -hmm. um, and Credit Karma is a viable score. However, it's a Vantage score. Okay. And so what happened is TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian got pissed off at FICO because what people don't understand is TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian, they don't give you a score. No. They just report. Yes. FICO and Vantage, Beacon, maybe that's familiar, you know, Fair mm -hmm. Isaac, which is which is FICO. Those agencies give you a score. And so um, people will go on uh, Credit Karma and say, oh, my credit score is XYZ. Well, that's your Vantage score. Mm -hmm. That's not your FICO score. Those scores could differ between 50 and 100 points between the two. Not only do those differ, but you can have, there's 10 FICO scoring models. So you could have a FICO 2 score and a FICO 8 score, and they're completely different. Whoa. And so, um, so yeah, like the game, you know, when people say say things like that, or people say um, credit monitoring, it's best to monitor your credit through a FICO scoring agency because 95% of lenders use FICO still. You just blew my mind. <laughs> It's, it's a game because so when you're going to get a car or an apartment or a lender for a home, who are what they do do? requesting it? So here's, what you do. <laughs> here's how you become a savvy consumer. And this is one of the, the tricks or tactics that I teach my clients. Um, I'm giving y'all free game right here. Uh, being a savvy consumer means knowing my numbers mm -hmm. and then knowing what's required, what the creditor or lender requires. So for instance, if I know that my TransUnion score is low, mm -hmm. but I'm going to look for a Honda, I know that Honda, I call Honda and say, who do you use for your, who do you pull 
for your credit reports. And they say, oh, we use FICO. Okay, do you use a FICO 2, 4, 6, or 8, or 10? Mm -hmm. And then your responsibility is to figure out what your FICO score is inside of those different models. Because if, if they say, we use a FICO 8, um, but you are quoting to them, or you have in your mind what your FICO 2 score is, it could be significantly lower than your FICO 8. And then you get turned down and could lose up to 10 points for an inquiry and you never get the car and you lose the points. I hope y'all caught that. <laughs> I hope you caught that. It's such a gimmick. Honey. It's called it's doing a, your homework. Mm -hmm. It's doing your homework and contacting Dr. Boykins. Exactly. To exactly. figure it out. So how often should you check your credit? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really a psycho about mine. So I have three credit monitoring, um, <laughs> systems plus my credit cards, most of my credit cards. Um, so when I started this business, my credit score was 517. Mm -hmm. I had already filed bankruptcy twice. I was threatening to file a third time, which is how I got into the business. Mm -hmm. I literally stopped Charmaine and I prayed and I said, God, uh-uh. I'm finna file bankruptcy a third time. It didn't work the first two. What's the issue? Mm -hmm. What am I missing? What's the gap? He said education. Ooh. Right on there. I literally became a student of the game. I paid my money. Um, I spent my time. I traveled to conferences. I sat at the table and I sit at the table with the heads of Equifax, TransUnion, CoreLogic, LexisNexis, um, uh, uh, Experian. I have a picture in my purse, a selfie in my purse with Julie. Julie is the lady who comes up with the FICO scoring algorithms. So God has, has enabled me to have a seat at the table. And if I have a question, I can call those people mm. and say, come on, y'all got to tell me. So a lot of the scoring models that come out before FICO 9 came out, before FICO 10 came out, before the ultra score came out, I already knew that they were coming out. They just went out because they didn't have a name for the new scoring models inside of that. So um, I try to make my clients privy to what's coming down the pike. Yeah. Um, as well, but I became a student of the game. And you, you know, people say, well, you can fix your own credit. There's no law against you fixing your own credit. There's no law against you operating on yourself either. <laughs> exactly. And where do you have the time? And and you can't do something that's not in your lane. That's right. If not it's not in your lane, you, you're not going to do it with excellence that's and right. it's not going to be effective. 100%. And so you're going to always fall backwards. Yep. So why not come to someone like you who have studied this time and time out and you're at the table, you have the knowledge, you have the information and you're constantly updating yourself on the trends. That's it. I believe whatever field you're in, you should have CEUs, continuing education units. Mm -hmm. And so um, I don't believe that you, you know, I read a book called If It's Not Broke, Break It. Mm -hmm. And um, the one of the one of the, the things that he wrote in there that really stood out to me was um, act like an expert, think like a novice. Yes. And so that keeps you always in a place of humility and hunger for information. Because if you think about it, when you think about your Christian walk, mm -hmm. when you first got saved, honey, you was you had so much zeal, you were <laughs> fire for, for God. Yes. When you you know jump into a new business, you have the zeal, you're on fire to make that thing be what it is. Um we need to keep that hunger mm -hmm. even when we become experts. Mm -hmm. And so I have that hunger, which is why every single, you know, Google, I hate Google um, because people take it as the absolute truth. Dr. Google. Dr. Google. And I'm like, come on, y'all. One of the, one of the falsies with Google is keep your credit score, keep your credit card balance utilization um, under 30% mm -hmm. of the total limit. I've read that. And, and I was told that. I know. I know. No, 
between one and 12% is where your credit card balances should be. And see for me, and I will we'll talk a little bit later, but I don't have credit cards. Mm -hmm. I never had credit cards. So that's where I fall short. Mm -hmm. You know, it's never about my credit or the amount of money I make. Mm -hmm. I don't have enough credit, credit. Mm -hmm. because I don't have credit cards. Mm -hmm. So um, what you said about the knowledge, it's the same thing about staying humble is what Paul told the church of Ephesus. I have knowledge. Mm -hmm. I speak many languages, mm -hmm. but I am nothing. That's right. Without God. That's it. And he's the only one that's going to help you to maintain that information and to keep you going with that zeal. So I want to get into this credit score versus FICO score. Is okay. there a difference? Like you hear people say, this is my FICO and this is my credit score. Is it the same thing or is it different? <laughs> It's the same thing. Okay, so why why do they use it interchangeably? Like it's just preference. Okay, it's just preference. Credit score, FICO score. Some people still say Beacon score. Yes. Um, that hasn't been used in a hundred years. Yeah. So it's it's just personal preference. Okay. So mm -hmm. we cleared it, the air with that yeah, one. Yeah. There's no difference. So what is good? What is good debt versus bad debt? Because we're going to have some type of debt. Mm -hmm. So what is you good debt versus bad debt? Any credit with no debt. Right. <laughs> so you have to have debt to have a credit score. Um. So let me give you an example of bad debt. And my mentor had taught me this, so I can't take the credit. But if you have a credit card that has a dash, it's trash. That's like Victoria's Secret. Mm -hmm. So there's Community Bank slash Victoria's Secret. You'll see that on the application. Mm -hmm. You'll see that on your credit report. If it is a card that has a dash, it's trash. Or you'll see a Synchrony Bank slash Old Navy mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's bad debt. Department store cards, trash bad debt good debt houses cars major credit cards those type of things um bad debt those department store cards um those buy your pay here uh not buy your pay here but lord i don't want to call them out i won't say the name <laughs> uh, but these these small car lot yeah or small car finance companies those are trash as well okay yeah so when you're trying to clean up your credit, what is the first thing you should do? Okay, so outside of knowing the numbers, um, you know, I really, Charmaine, this question I get all the time. I get this all the time and they're looking for a tip or something that people should do. And the tip that I can give you is consult a professional. Yeah. And here's why. In April, so COVID hit in March, in April, the credit laws changed three times. What? Three. And unless you are somebody who studies credit daily, you wouldn't know because they're not going to make it widely known to the consumer. Right, right. So unless you are in that and you really actually know how things are working. So just like now, you, you brought up the comment about um, the credit agencies being under fire. And it's going viral. It, it is already viral, yeah. The other uh, comment that you see a lot of with credit repair people, which but by the way, I don't believe in credit repair people or credit restoration people. I don't believe that they exist. But it's everybody's doing it. It's everybody's title. I'm gonna tell you why they don't exist. But what they're posting is, I can take your score from 300 to 400, or 400 to 500, from 400 or 500 to 700 or 800 in 60 days. Right at under that, it says, we remove all derogatory debt, and then they give examples, medical bills, student loans, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. So 
What they don't understand is that old bad debt is good for your credit score. So if you remove this derogatory debt, it will cause your score to drop. What? 100%. I can show you my phone playing. Right it is so many people out here <laughs> pandering their business cards saying I can help you with your credit. I can get this and that off of your credit. And there's people paying them to do this. This has been like a new trend. <laughs> they paying a lot of money. I know. They're paying these people to get things off of their credit. So, but it's killing their score. So I'm looking for something here. A good girlfriend of mine sent it to me. 10 items were removed from her credit report. Mm -hmm. Her score dropped 23 points. What? 10 old accounts removed, 23 points score drop. So when I talked about this on my live Monday, she sent me this right after. So I screenshotted and cropped her information out. And I said, this is to validate because I believe documentation beats conversation. Yeah. This is to validate what I just said. You get these people are promise you to get these things removed. And if they do, if they are successful in that, it's damaging your score. So do you get them off or you leave them on there? It depends. You have to be skilled at that. So right now it used to be, I'm 40, right? We're 40. Yeah. I got my first credit card at 18. Mm -hmm. So it used to be, oh, that's 22 years in a credit file. Yeah. That's a, that's good. Anything over seven years is great. That's not what they're doing anymore. Now they're taking the average. So when did you start? What's your newest trade line? So if you started 20 years ago, however, or 18 years ago, however, you just took something out this month, they're going to average that. Then they're going to average the type of debt. So how long have you had um, lines of credit, credit mm -hmm. cards? How long have you had loans? Mm -hmm. Then they're going to average that. See, what people don't know, when you do the, the pie breakdown, mm -hmm. under that breakdown, so for instance, I'll give you a case in point. The heaviest part of, the heaviest uh, weighted part of your credit score is your payment history, mm -hmm. 35%. But under that 35%, 40 different things determine your payment history. What? It's more than just surface, and that's a So should you dispute things on your credit? <laughs> it depends. I had a client took a couple of days ago. He had three derogatory items on his credit report. So I, I left it up to him. I said, I give him a choice. You got three bad, you got three derogatory items on your credit report. We can leave these alone. I can build your credit score improvement plan customized to you. I can teach you how to be a savvy consumer. I can teach you how to not self-sabotage. Do you want to? Because disputing them will initially drop your score. Mm -hmm. However, when I give you the plan and you execute it, that's where your points come from. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Nothing in the breakdown of the credit report or credit score says that deletions give you any points. It's the cherry on top in some cases. So it's better for you to dispute newer debt than it is older debt. But if somebody is disputing your newest debt and it's removed, it can be damaging. I'm sorry, your oldest debt and it's removed. It can be damaging to your score because 15% of your score is length of credit history. So if you take my oldest debt off and then my average time in a credit file is less than seven years, you've taken seven or you've taken 15% of my credit score. Oh my. So y'all hearing it. <laughs> it's a lot. You're not contacting Dr. Boykin. <laughs> what are you doing? It's I'll wait. So <laughs> I'm going to be talking to her after this. So I'm my last question. Our children. You know, and it goes back to what you said at the beginning, we perish for the lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I want my little girl to know 
everything she needs to so she's not in the same boat that I was in. 100%. And I hear people say they get credit cards in their children's name to build their credit. Is that some off? No, if you are a responsible adult, then you should. Um, a lot of our uh, Caucasian counterparts do that. Okay. So they send their children to college with pristine credit. Mm -hmm. We get cable, uh, cell phones, and everything in our kids' name, and we send them to college jacked up. Mm -hmm. And so if you have the ability to make your children authorized signers on your account and you are a disciplined credit user, you should 100% add your children. And if life happens to you, you want to remove your children so okay. that they are not impacted by your decisions. Yes. Okay. So it is definitely um, a thing. And I'll say this as well. I believe in family meetings. And so I believe everybody comes to the table. Mm -hmm. Children at whatever age, cats, the fish, you bring the fish bowl over, you set that there, you bring the dogs, <laughs> you bring the rabbits. Your pet monkeys, <laughs> pet monkeys, everybody comes to the table. The family whole Jumanji family exactly. <laughs> And you sit down and you say, here's the books. So children, we're not eating out every night. Yeah. You get fast food on Friday. That's it. Every other night we cook it mm -hmm. or eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't care. We don't have no money to do these kind of extracurriculars because again, you have to have, it's best to have both. Mm -hmm. But if you can't have the capital, because maybe you work and that's your salary and that's all you get and that's mm -hmm. what you got. You have no other income coming in. You got to live within a budget. You yeah. got to set boundaries. And then you got to make sure that you have enough money to take care of the credit that mm -hmm. you do have mm -hmm. so that when you need access to capital for a real thing, mm -hmm. then you can go get it. So I'll give you a case in point. When the March 13th, when they shut everything down, I woke up the next morning. I, I went on, on my app, on my phone, um, to Navy Federal. I applied for a credit card, $25,000 in three seconds. What? Let me tell you why I did it. I didn't know wh which way this thing was going. I have savings in the bank, mm -hmm. but I wanted to hold on to my cash, mm -hmm. but I wanted to have access. To capital. When I got that card, I had already had two. I already got two hundred thousand dollars in credit before yeah. I got that card. Mm -hmm. But because I didn't know how long the shutdown was going to take, I have an elderly mother at home yeah. that I take care of, and I'm like, I will run these cards to hell before I let something happen to my mother. Like, yes, we got to run it up. We'll run it up. Um, and so, thankfully, boom, no need to use it. The other day, when everybody got freaked out because because uh, Mike Dewine called a press conference at 30, right? <laughs> So I said, uh-oh, <clears throat> Uncle Mike and ready to shut the city down again. The next day, I got up, I applied for another credit card, $25,000 limit. Here's the thing. I don't owe it if I don't use it. I'm disciplined enough not to go on the shopping spree. I don't mm -hmm. care nothing about none of that. That's I got it. other stuff that I'm looking at. And here's how you get disciplined. And I want, I'm going to say this in the mic because I want y'all to hear me. This came straight from heaven. I was in the shower one morning. I oh, wasn't thinking about it. The mic turned up. The mic is on. So listen, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I don't know if it was for me or somebody else, but he said, the height of your why determines the depth of your discipline. Mm -hmm. And so I said, my why is I need to, I need just in case money. 
I need money if a great opportunity comes along, I have access to it. I need money that if something happens to my mommy, um, I can afford it. I have access to it that if my husband loses his job or I lose my job or whatever in this pandemic, we are not living pillar to post. We have access to cash. We have access to capital that will last us mm -hmm. um, for some time. So my why is I want to be in a position in a what if position. Mm -hmm. I want to live my life. What if somebody sliced all the tires on my car because they think I'm somebody else? I need to put four brand new tires on there. Mm -hmm. So I live my life in a what if position, which means I'm very I keep my money very close to my chest. I, um, I'm very uh, intentional about mm -hmm. because I haven't catch this, Charmaine. I haven't spent any money in five years. What? I haven't spent a dime. Listen to what I do with my money. I sow and I invest in people. Mm. But spend the money, I don't do. I don't spend money. And, and here's another thing. I don't spend time. Mm. I invest time. That's it. I don't spend time. That's I don't spend it. time with nobody. This is an investment. That's it. I don't have time to spend no time. Honey, I got a bajillion things to do. Absolutely. So I'm very intentional with my words. I'm very intentional because words are seeds. And once you plant a seed, that's, life that's what's going to grow. Mm -hmm. If you plant a rosemary seed, a sunflower seed ain't going to grow. Mm -hmm. It is not. So when you watch your mouth, and plant the right type of seeds, which are your words, then the right type of plants will grow. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, I think I got way off the question, but- But that was good that because again. someone caught that and they needed to hear it. <laughs> so are you living in the what if moment? Yeah. And are you intentionally spending your time? And I just talked about this in my last podcast, wow. talking heads. Mm -hmm. Are you having empty conversations? Yes. If a white noise, I call it white noise. Or are you dealing with people just because you feel like you have to be in a relationship with them and they're wasting your time? And I call them a pure distraction. Yes. It's, it's a difference between a distraction <laughs> and a pure, and a pure distraction. distraction. I, I need you to get further because I have a work to do. And that's what people don't sure. really understand. And I love the beauty of that, that you brought that out. And I love your spirit. I can feel that, mm -hmm. that you are very genuine in what you are saying. Mm -hmm. You're not spending money, but you're investing money and you are sowing seeds. That's it. And we know we reap what we so, all day long. And we know there's a season for everything. Absolutely. And now you're in your season for sowing, and That's someone's going to sow greater into you. Listen, I receive it. Hey, because you know what? I said, Sh Charmaine, don't start because I run around this building. I said yesterday, I was sitting there, I got a major project coming up. And I said, God, I need to give something. I said, I have a need, but I need to give. I need mm -hmm. somebody to give to. Um, my girlfriend inboxed me a GoFundMe yeah. um, thing. And I was like, this is it right here. This is yeah. this is a cause I can give to because I believe in sewing out of my need. Mm -hmm. I got, I need you. And guess what happened, Charmaine? Yesterday, my right hand was itching. You know, church folk, we ain't superstitious, right? Yeah. <laughs> my right hand was itching. I was itching like a dog. And I was like, what in the world? My husband, I had to make a run to the place where I'm potentially investing at. And he got the mail out of the mailbox and I opened one of the letters while I sat in the in the driveway and it was a check for $1,400 and some change. Listen, I said, God, you better come on with it then. You yes. manifest this thing. But I didn't even have to sow the seed yet, mm -hmm. Charmaine. Mm -hmm. He knew that my heart was in the right was place. to sow. Yes. And so he said, I give seed to the sower. Mm -hmm. That's the Bible. So he gave me, I already had the money. I, you know, God has blessed me. Fortunately, I'm not hurt for no cash, but he added to that thing and gave me a check for $1,400 out of nowhere. It was the sickest thing. And, and he, he, he's done that a couple times this year, but it was kind of crazy 
Um, and then I said, God, I'm going to start sewing out of my need because I need for this investment to go through. That's I need it like, honey, I need air. I need it like I need Jesus. But I'm going to start sewing out of my need. So we're definitely going to do a part two. Yes. Season three, we're going to have Dr. Boykins back <laughs> for a part two because I have so many more questions yeah. that I want to ask you and just to get into that spiritual side because yeah. church folks ain't supposed to be broke folks. And that's a whole nother topic. So we ain't about to go there because we're under an open heaven. And God told us in John 10, 10, that he will give us life, life more abundantly, not to be materialistic or showy, but he doesn't want us living exactly. from Friday to Monday. I get paid on Friday and I'm broke on Monday. He he's a cattle on a thousand hills. He's our daddy. It, it's antithetical to think that we're supposed to be poor and we're the children of a king. That don't even make no sense. Chandrita, we're going to get in that in part two. So we have a couple minutes left. Is Do you have any future plans without giving it all out? Yes. Anything you want to share? What are you reading? What are you listening to in your car? Yes. So um, I am currently, um, I, it's on order. So I'm not reading anything right now because I hated to start something. It's actually en route. Okay. Um, Dr. Claude Anderson. Mm -hmm. is one of my mentors I have never met him but when I tell you our minds think alike especially for the black community mm -hmm. it is sick his books are you know you get them from Amazon they're unavailable like they're on back order wow. I ordered this book probably two months ago and I just got a notification Amazon, from Amazon that it was on the way um, and he had he talks a lot about black economics and, and all of that kind of stuff so that's where my passion is um, moving into because that's that's who I'm called to serve. Mm -hmm. And so, um, oh, why can't I re remember the name of the book? He got so many, girl, that I put in that cart. Um, but I was on radio with him several years ago. Mm -hmm. And that's when I met him. And I was like, I'm calling you Uncle Claude. I don't care nothing about what you talking about. <laughs> you are my uncle and you my mentor and you don't even know it. But just listening to his YouTube channel, listening to some of his interviews, um, he has inspired me so to mm -hmm. keep in this way of, of giving and helping our communities su succeed yeah. financially. And you can't succeed financially and lack in credit. That's and it. you can't lack, you can't uh, succeed in credit and lack, have a severe lack in finances. Mm -hmm. You have to have a, 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 a measurable amount of both. Mm -hmm. That would be ideal. So what are you listening to in your car? Um, I only listen to gospel music. Mm -hmm. um, to tell you the truth, I, I'm, I love trap music too. But in my car <laughs> is where I get some solace and some peace. And so I listen to gospel music. Mm -hmm. um, my, my songs right now, um, Open Door Season. Oh, yes. Can't stop listening to that. Um, um, Lord, You Did It Again. Can't, can't get enough of that. Um, so those are the two things that I have on repeat. Good. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Boykins, you were great. So listeners, listeners, you got to keep up with your life has possibilities because we're definitely going to have her on here for part two. I hope you have enjoyed episode number 33. All yes. about the credit. Business is business. You need to get your credit in order. I hope you took notes. And thank you for following me. You can follow me on Instagram at Your Life Has Possibilities, on Facebook at Charmaine Campbell, Twitter, Your Life Has Possibilities. Also, don't forget to stop by my Teespring store, teespring.com backslash stores backslash the dash possible dash store dash two. Pick you up a tea, a hoodie, whatever tickles your fancy. <laughs> and remember, your life has possibilities. Yay.